0: Hello everybody, I'm Errol, and I'm with my partner Evan Perez, and today we will do we'll be doing a podcast about racial injustice. And our focus will be specifically what you can do if you're a minor majority or if you're ineligible to vote because you're too young. And we're gonna be discussing how those specific people can advance the movement of racial justice and just racial injustice in general and how it's affected us our and our country.
1: And this is Evan Perez, and like Errol said, let's just get straight to it.
0: All right, so first off, we're gonna discuss why we chose to do racial injustice. And for me, oh, well, Evan, you can go first.
1: Well, actually, I feel like if this was a lone project, I would choose it because I don't know if anybody remembers, but three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, the NBA had canceled. Playoff was it playoff? Yeah, playoff they post, games. They postponed the um, or playoff. they they boycotted again. Game. Yeah. Playoff games due to the um, shooting of Jacob Blake, in which I think he's paralyzed now because mm-hmm. of the um, what the cops did to him. Mm-hmm. So I think this is not only happening this year or last year, but it's been going on for too long. And I think as teenagers and as uh, future adults, we don't want to see it happen to our children, and we're just really tired of it.
0: Yeah. For me, it's the same way. I just feel extremely frustrated that we can't get a grip on this issue. And there might be, there's so many causes for this issue. And I know that racism is taught from parents or it's inflicted because I know no one is born to be racist or no one is born to discriminate against someone because of their race. And this issue has been going on for way too long. And we're doing this with the um with the hope that our generation will truly be the end of this issue, you know because generation through generation we're seeing almost no improvements, like I've talked to my grandpa and he says he sees the riots and and protests on the t v and he says that this is so similar to what he saw in the year of nineteen sixty eight which was with the the death of Martin Luther King jr. and all the race riots at the Democratic convention and so many things and that year and he says this is similar and he said he's seen almost no improvement so i just feel frustrated and i feel like we need to we this issue needs to be addressed by teenagers because we feel like we might not have a voice because of our lack of a right to vote right now and then at the same time from a family perspective also
1: i was um speaking to my dad about what he remembers from the 93 ronnie king um beating and all those los angeles rights and he just says that he hates he really as when he was my age he didn't want to see me go through something like that but now um with everything from George Floyd to Breonna Taylor to Jacob Blake and even more deaths that you know the news isn't talking about it's just we really need to um we need we need to get a handle on this and just we this can't be happening no more because one day i could be with you know an african american friend or errol could be with an african american friend and a cop could we could get stopped by a cop and next thing you know like there could be deaths that happen. I just really don't want to go through that and I don't want to see a friend or a Family member go through that either
0: All right, so that was a bit of an introduction um, as you can tell Evan and I this is something we feel really passionate about and it was um, an Easy decision deciding that this is what we would talk about and All right, so we're gonna get started We've done a lot of research on how we can help because I feel like um a lot of us feel voiceless and a lot of us feel like our social media posts and just support is just not enough. And we want to actually find a way that we can truly make an impact on this movement because I know I have. And yeah, so we're just going to get right into that. So we talked about racial justice as a whole a little bit, and we discussed how severe this issue and how long this has been going on. So now before we get into, um, our methods and, and ways in our research, we're just gonna discuss discuss police brutality and our frustration with this. And I know, I um, I am extremely frustrated with this and it just keeps happening. And every time I see on the news, just seems like another day, another person has been shot um, or injured by a police by something that's completely unjust, you know what I mean? And yeah,
1: so like Errol was speaking about police brutality. Um, personally, I haven't dealt with anything, but I can say something that I really felt. Um, when I was like eight or seven years old, my um, mother was with a Caucasian, a white person. And at the time, my dad was seeing a African-American person. And I remember my mom had got stopped and uh, her boyfriend was driving. And he let us, he let us go with the ticket pretty easily, which was like... Obviously, it was something to be happy about, but at the same time, the cop didn't seem so like, worried about what we had done, because I knew he had passed a red light, but he wasn't so worried. And then a couple of weeks later, I was with my father and his girlfriend, and it was just a total, a total different experience. And I feel like at that moment, I didn't really know what racism was, because I was like eight, nine years old. But if it's happening back then, and now I'm 16, and it's still happening, obviously something's wrong. I know instantly a change can't happen. You can't just get, like even getting a new president, there's still going to be racism. But at the same time, making a change and helping a change and even going out to those riots, but just not causing havoc can really help. So I'm going to pass to Terrell and if he's dealt with any um, altercations.
0: Yeah, no, well, my, my, um, I'm not going to say anything like, or I don't have any examples or anything like that, but I just know that police need to, be held accountable for their actions and I, I know that there's a lot of um, lies and and everything behind the police system and so I'm suggesting or and advocating for a lot of like police reform And I feel like that's really important to go on, you know so The one of the things we wanted to bring up well as well is why racism isn't going away as he was saying and why this is still an issue and I feel I know that racism is taught or it's it's taught by your parents because Evan made a point earlier saying that he didn't know what racism was when he was eight years old, and I know in my life i have i have never ever seen a person of color or white person or any type of person as different than me um because of their skin color like anything like that i I'm just completely blind to that and I've been confused a lot of why people why people even feel this way. And why racism is still an issue, but I know it's easier for me to say this because of the place where we grew up. I mean, growing up in Merced is so diverse and there's so many different races here and it's almost impossible to not to not know or um be acquainted with someone of color or any race, any sexuality, any religion in some way. And so I feel like that's easier for me to say, but I know that without being taught some form of racism directly from your parents or whoever raised you, there's no way that that someone would just just discriminate someone because of their race because that's not how humans were that's not how humans were created, you know so
1: so now back to me, we're gonna go a little bit into our research and just how we can help and. How almost, not almost, but I think everybody can make a change at a time or at a place. You just have to really put your mind into it.
0: So how do you feel about that, Errol? Okay, so first I'm just going to say that our focus was focused towards teenagers since we don't have the right to vote. But once we vote or once we are able to vote, this is one of the most crucial things. Being a part of um, things politically, making a change directly, you know? And I'd like something that we, we... we that needs to be done is there needs to be more people of color in in the police system because i feel like the best way to to make a change is to be a part of the change directly and i feel like stuff like that and so someone like me i feel so passionate about social injustice i want to go into law to have a direct effect on this but for right now we're just going to discuss what we can do right now and not look at the future because i know this it makes me uncomfortable to see something like george floyd um, so, something like his issue and Jacob Blake and Ahmaud Arbery and all these people happen It just frustrates me and, and we're going to discuss exactly how we can change right now So the very first thing that we we researched It was an article from globalcitizen.org And it was titled seven ways you can take action for racial justice right now and This was a great article And the first thing their first point was that? Was their first point was education. So educate, educating yourself on racial injustice and and these these things. So I everyone, mean, do you have to say about that? I
1: think educating yourself can mean a lot of things, but especially on this topic, what you need to educate is look into history, uh, ask grandparents, great grandparents if they're still around. Um, how did they feel about Martin Luther King's death and how he made a change on their lives and maybe without him. What would still be around to this day how much more racism would have happened and It's just you really need to look into history and how other people felt and even on racism how it can make other people feel and Sometimes maybe you do need to put people's feelings in front of yours and you just have to see from their point of view mm-hmm. Because without that you're not really gonna educate anything and that could really make you Lead into a, lead into people's eyes that you're a racist person because you don't want to help and even being at home during all these riots and not posting about these riots, that just that's just making it seem that you don't really care and you're just mm-hmm. not a selfish person, but you're just selfless for the deaths that are going on that shouldn't really be happening right now on this yeah.
0: earth. But there's also a lot of people who choose to do things in science like educating themselves. So yeah. Social media is a great outlet, but not necessarily the best way to, you know. But I feel like this is something I've learned from my grandfather a lot because I've learned a lot from him and I've learned to formulate my own opinion and he has told me so many stories about how his dad was racist and how all his friends are not don't care about this and they're extreme supporters of the police and he just told me how he stressed the importance of formulating your own opinions and doing your own research and learning about this because he's so different from the people he's surrounded with. And, and I asked him why. And he said, because he made the decision to educate himself about what's morally correct. And I feel like this is something we fail to do so much. um, in our young age, we just listen first to, um, we listen to, to what our parents think. And we believe what they say and we believe the first things we see on social media and we agree with our friends. But this is setting us back so much because we are – we either are not motivated enough or we're too close-minded to formulate our own opinions on racial justice, politics, anything like that. So then the third
1: or the second topic that we've seen is donate money. And personally, a lot of people that are in these riots – they either were just, I wouldn't say living on the streets, but they're living off of their they're living paycheck to paycheck, or they need welfare help. And at this, if you don't have the money to donate money, your mouth can always make a change. Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: This one, donating money is kind of like if if it's available to you, and even as as kids, this one is is difficult for us because as much as we be, may be frustrated. We might not have an income and certain things like that, but this is, this is valuable. And this goes right back to educating yourself. Make sure you know what you're donating to. If you choose to do this, make sure you know where you're donating, donating to and who's receiving this money and how they'll be using the money. And yeah. And so that was just a brief, just a brief thing to, um, to bring up if that's available to you. And our next, the next point that the global citizen article made, which is very interesting was having difficult conversations, and by difficult conversations, in general, they mean calling out people when you see when you see them, not necessarily just not necessarily being racist, but just call, discussing things with people when they might not agree with you, or they have a different opinion. So that's Evan's gonna elaborate. Too.
1: For an example, I remember when um, I think it was mid June, mid July uh, social media had came to a thing called Blackout Tuesday, which they were celebrating the, um, deaths that shouldn't have happened. And they're celebrating, uh, George Floyd's life on this earth, uh, Breonna Taylor's life, uh, Jacob Blake's life. And at that same time, um, I seen on Snapchat, another social media platform, uh, blue lives matter, all lives matter. And at the same time, you can't really be saying stuff like that, especially during this time. For example, say, um, not only that, I've see, I seen when George Floyd passed away, instantly um, racist people or people that really do support the cops a lot were going straight to his past, his past, his past, yeah. and now he's a criminal. And really you can't be doing that because imagine your son, your daughter got killed and he had accidentally took a Snickers bar something like that when he was a little kid. And now they're saying, he's a criminal, he's a criminal. You can't be saying these things if these people don't ha- are not having the opportunity to defend themselves. And really that's just not something you should say because you're kind of saying, oh, if black lives matter, then every life should matter or blue lives should matter. And at the same time, people are always gonna have different opinions and different perspectives. Yeah. So
0: from here, I'm gonna let Errol elaborate on that. So yeah, that's something that really, really frustrates me because ultimately, when people are saying that this is a point I I'm really I feel very passionate about. When people are saying that they this person's a criminal, this person did this, um, they deserve to be killed, stuff like that. That just shows the ignorance of people and shows how they're ignoring um, what the cops did and how this this is why cops aren't held accountable for what they do. Um because people want to make excuses for them when in reality Either way, it's unjust what the cop did, no matter what George Floyd did, no matter what Ahmaud Arbery might have done, whatever, it's, it's just not right. You know what I mean? And because people can say that these someone has a criminal record, that does not make, that does not justify in any way the actions that the cops did. And that's something that... Watching their stories, that's something that makes me extremely uncomfortable and frustrates me, you know, because people are standing up for these cops. And, th- and that's why exactly why racism is still an issue and why our issue of racial justice is not going anywhere right now. And I I can relate to that, too, because no matter what you say, you're always going to have to back it up.
1: Blue lives matter. OK, explain. If you're on somebody's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, how on earth? is that cop's life's going to matter. He, you think he was worried about George Floyd? No, he wasn't. You think when they ran in on Breonna Taylor and shot her to death, they were worried about her? No, they weren't. So you really need to have... If you're going to say something so naive and so messed up, you really need to explain on it and show people that, okay, maybe blue lies do matter. But in my opinion, and I don't mean any stress on anybody, they really don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, next we're going to flip to... um. Next, we're going to flip to an article from uh, NPR, which is a famous or a well-known news site. And it's, and it's called – it was titled Beyond Protest, Five More Ways to Channel Anger, Anger into Action to Fight Racism. And so that brings me to, to – brings us to talk about something we obviously need to discuss, which is protesting. Um, people feel angry, so they decide to um, go and break – into places and loot places and steal and and these things. And this article is basically discussing what an alternative to that might be. And I absolutely do not, I don't agree with people doing, or as much as I don't agree with what what people are doing with looting and writing and things like that, I understand and everyone must understand the anger they're feeling. They do everything, these people are doing, they get, People get upset when they kneel during National Anthem, boycott games, peaceful protesting. It's not working. So they feel this anger and they feel like not, there's nothing else left to be doing. And this article is just talking about how we can channel our anger and, and what we can do to um, avoid this. What more – some more effective ways are. So what is your take on protests? I'm. I'm we haven't really discussed this but um, – I feel like as I've seen it was happening,
1: I've never really seen – as big protests that have happened this year before. But at the same time, we're only 16 years old. And another thing I can say is, like Errol said, so many channeled up anger, channeled up anger, you peaceful protest, somebody gets shot and dies. You riot protests, somebody gets shot and dies. You loot places to prove a point, to prove that these deaths need to stop. These deaths of our brothers, our sisters, of every color, every religion, every race need to stop. Somebody gets shot. Somebody gets killed and died. Mm-hmm. So at that point in the rioter's mind, in the looter's mind, you're, you've given up. You can't do anything else. You've tried peaceful. You've tried showing them that you have channeled anger to just stop, mm-hmm. To just that you can let it out. You're trying to show them, like, stop pushing my buttons. And the cops continue to do it. The government continues to do it. So obviously, I don't support stuff being broken, stuff being stolen, people getting killed.
0: But all this anger channeled up, you're going to have to let it out one way or another. That's just how I felt. Yeah. And I feel like um, protesting in a peaceful way is so important as well. Um, Like exercising the right to petition, um, protest. I know how powerful this is. And... And it shows how, um, we, we can all unite because even you see at these protests, there's so many white people, people of all races, um, you know, all these people just join together. It shows at how as a country we're, we are truly united. And this is, this is really beautiful to me, but a lot of the, um, ideas in the, um, a lot of the ideas in the, uh. And the two articles overlap, but there was just one more one point I wanted to bring up from the MP, from NPR, and it was really interesting. And this might not mean anything to anyone, and at, for myself, I can't think of any way I could use this. But um, speaking up by using your creative talents is what they said, and I know that the, a lot of artists have made songs, people are making murals and stuff, and I think this is wonderful. So, Evan, what did you think about that?
1: I feel like, especially, what it means by your creative talents. Look at all these celebrities that have came out. Uh, LeBron James. Jalen Brown started his own protest from the Boston Celtics. Um, Rookie of the year that won three years ago. I don't remember his name, but he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. He started his own protest. Before, I feel like in the um, 1993 riot, you've seen people react to it. But name a celebrity that tried to start a peaceful protest back then. Name a... um, Well, obviously NWA with the F the Police song. I feel like they're the only really ones that try to make a difference. But Mm -hmm. now I think especially in this age where we're starting to realize that no matter the race, no matter the color, we're really trying to help each other and um, stop stop racism for good. So, for example, all the like celebrity celebrities that came out that donated um, a lot of rappers, like Errol said, did make music. And they made a change. And I think ever since like from between June and September, uh, every single song that came out for like an artist, he was giving it straight. He was giving straight donations to um, a Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that, I feel like it really helps and stuff. And it just
0: you could really that really helps someone Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. Yeah. So basically what Evan's I think what Evan's trying to say and what I feel is that celebrities everyone needs to find a way to use their platform to promote this movement and i i think it's wonderful um and colin kaepernick is a hero in my eyes and these nba players are heroes um when they're boycotting the game i think this is wonderful you know uh this is unpe. It's it's peaceful and it's just there's nothing you can really say about it and it, it frustrates the president and frustrates you know what i mean but in the end, they're they're really moving forward. And I feel like this is so important with advancing the movement. And we, just, we all need to find a way to not, or to use our platform and not listen to pe- what people say when they might make a comment like, shut up and dribble. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but don't be content with what people say or with, with what you're doing. Just always try and do more. Always try and have a bigger impact on this movement. And with that, that's the way we will advance in the end. So right now, we're gonna close this off Or we're going to start to to close and give a conclusion to all all the things we've had to say. So, personally, I feel like the best
1: way to close this is um, really just to be honest with you guys. Personally, as when this was all happening, I did not attempt to make a change. I thought me putting my words out there and me trying to help would easily lead to um, not backlash but more like getting judged for um, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. And then I feel like really after seeing all these people that have tried to help in all these movements, it really changed my mind to think that no matter what I say, like I have, an, I have a voice of my own. And I really hope that people can put, not put in a word, but try to change this world for the better and if you can vote, please vote. And if you can't, support family members to vote. Aunts, uncles, parents, anything you can do, to vote and just to make this world as
0: good or as best as we can be. Yeah. So, basically, the only thing I have left to say is that don't don't make this movement a trend. Don't. Um. We have to continue. To play our part in this, and whether that is wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts, posting on social media, encouraging people to vote, donating money, signing petitions, educating ourselves, we have to do whatever we can to make, to just give an attempt to help this end, you know? Because if we just give up and and, and we remain frustrated, but we decide not to do anything to help, the, the racism is never going to go away, you know? Yeah, so... Just all I have all I have left to say overall is to keep fighting every single day for the issue of racial injustice Make a difference wherever you see have these uncomfortable conversations with your friend call out people who who might be being racist um I know i've heard a lot to keep politics away from your friends, but make sure your friends are on the same page Make sure you guys understand um how people are being oppressed right now and the issues in our police system and our, our uh, law enforcement and with this um it'll be slowly but it'll be very slow but eventually um hopefully this issue will slowly start to fade and everyone will be seen as equal and we won't have to think of anyone differently because of their skin color so let's see if evan has anything left to say um, I think
1: that concludes it. Um, thanks. Thank you to everyone that listened. And really, if you can, please make a change. Please vote. Please lead your friends. Lead your family members. Lead your um, teammates. Lead whoever you can. That everybody needs to put their effort in to make a change in this world. And without one person's effort, it could really, it could really make a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. So no matter what anyone says. No matter what your beliefs are, no matter what you believe in, no matter your religion, just let's make, let's make black lives matter first before everybody else's lives matter. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I know this is really long. Um, if you guys are still here, just thank, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And the length of this, we had not planned on making it this long, but we just want this just shows how, how frustrated we are with what's going on and how, mu- how important it is. It is in our hearts to make a difference right now. So thank you guys for listening and maybe we'll check back in with you guys soon. All right, thank you. Bye guys.